All right, guys, what is going on? Thought I would jump on to a podcast. I actually just got done with a podcast interview that was very business centric. Uh, somebody that I have kind of worked with in the past and somebody who has sort of been a mentor for me uh, asked me to come on his podcast and got done with that. Um, and it's kind of interesting when, you know, you ha- are put in a situation where you uh, talk about business and the business of friendship and stuff. Uh, it always kind of puts me into a different light than, than the passion of friendship, which is a huge uh, obviously piece in my puzzle and something I've talked about at length, I think in the past in this podcast. And I hope that you guys have, have listened to that, but in doing some research today about what the phase one looks like coming out of COVID, it actually tells uh, obese people, high blood pressure and other chronic diseases to continue their stay at home order, which when you actually crunch some of the numbers is actually about 70% of people are omitted in America from coming back to work strictly because of their pre-existing conditions and their higher propensity uh, of death and, you know, serious illness when it comes to COVID. And, you know, the big thing that I've been thinking about during this entire crisis is, I, I, you know, I want to help. I want to get on the offensive. I want to do something. I want to be somewhere and I want to be it, taking action daily to make sure that I am offensive with this. I'm going to talk about what I mean by going on the offense and not just being you know, sitting at home and, you know, and I understand that there's, there is a need for that in society and I totally get that, but you can be offensive even when we're sitting at home. And we talk about this a lot and we talk about a lot of the different ways that we're being offensive in our mindset group, which I'm so excited that, you know, we were able to have this experience together because I think there's going to be a lot of things that are awesome that come out of this. I think that mindset group is going to be something that we're able to keep. It's going to be sort of like a live podcast every Sunday with the community and is going to be a great way to just keep in touch and keep focused and stay offensive with our curiosity and our learning and our development as people. And that's probably at this point, I think that's the thing that I'm most passionate about. And, you know, we start talking about gym stuff or we start talking about business stuff or this or that. All of those are means with which to develop people, right? Like if our business is better, that gives me the opportunity to hire another amazing employee who can help more people, right? If we have more facilities in the future and we have awesome coaches at those facilities, that gives us the opportunity to help more people develop and get better. And the more that we can develop our coaches and the more that you guys can develop as people, as a community, we develop. And that gives us a better chance to help more people. And, you know, I've told you guys a lot in the past that I think a little bit of everything could get fixed. I mean, I'm talking like crazy stuff. Uh, You know, financial stuff is so impacted by health that people just don't pay attention to. And this is an excellent example This is such a big deal right now in America because it's showing that it kills obese people and, you know, type two diabetics and, you know, high blood pressure in people who are sick. And that's the way we have to start looking at it is if you have a chronic disease, you're sick. And there, the, there is no medicine that is going to help you in the long term of these specific issues. They're band-aids. And the only medicine that's going to help you is to develop your skills and who you are as a person to get to a place where you can fix your habits. And I believe that some people can do that on their own, but I do believe that the majority of people need help. They need to surround themselves with other people who are already doing it, have done it, or can guide somebody to doing it. 
And if you put yourself in that opportunity, you're going to be spending time around people and you're going to have that compounding effect of being in a better opportunity to make better decisions and better choices every day. And when we start thinking about how the offensive nature of who you are inside of COVID and during this crisis and where you're at at home, I want to talk about a few different ends of this. And we've talked a little bit about being offensive with your health, with your wellness. Let's think about this. Okay, we, we started to really see this at the beginning of March, but let's just say we shut down March 10th. I have seen people inside of friendship, inside of our doors. I have seen them lose 30 pounds in six and seven percent body fat in six weeks. It's been five right now. That means by the end of next week, you could have lost 30 pounds in five or six percent body fat if you were somebody. And even this person that, you know, the people that I'm thinking about specifically are not necessarily even overweight people. So I'm not saying that this is specifically for like you have to be, um, you know, 100 or 200 pounds overweight and 50 or 60 percent body fat. I'm not saying that at all. The people I've seen people do this and go from 25 to 20 percent body fat and people go from, you know, 21 percent body fat to 15 in six weeks. I've watched it. We've got the data. We have the in-body scans. You can look at the dates. And if somebody is doing it and you can look at their habits and you can look at the meal, you can look at the, We have the exact meal plan that that person took. We have the workouts that they did. They weren't anything fancy. The most of them were stuff that you could do at home. And yeah, maybe a little bit of scaling here and there. But you had that opportunity five weeks ago. And you have that opportunity across every level of every spectrum. The question is, were you in that mindset of being aggressive, being motivated, being offensive, being somebody who was going at something and attacking it? Or was this an excuse for you to take some much needed leisure time? And why I think that's important, because I don't think the latter is a problem. If. When things go back to normal and when things are normal, you are a very aggressive person and you are a very offensive minded person. And if you've worked so hard over the last two or three years to hit the gym consistently five, six days a week to eat really healthy and dial in good habits, take time to take vacations and handle your stress management and sleep really well. And you want to relax a little bit during this time, maybe read a couple books that you want to. I don't have a problem with that. But what we have to be able to do is flip that switch again. And we have to also find other ways with which to be offensive, because I think reading books and learning and using this time to satisfy some curiosity, learn a little bit about virology and epidemiology, learn a little bit about the way our healthcare system works and maybe about chronic disease. If you want to learn about the specific disease itself, which is fine. Maybe you guys use this time. I had a a two hour conversation with Rye about finances and business and the stock market and, you know, just general methodology around what's happening right now, because you could tell he was curious. He wanted to learn. He wanted to know why somebody would pull all of their money out of the stock market when it was 35% down. And as a kid from Dublin, Ohio, who's never ran his own finances, he might not understand that, you know, you might have all of your savings invested in the stock market, why you might have that or your retirement. And when you get laid off, you're not sure if you can pay your mortgage next month. He doesn't quite get that. 
And so we talk about that methodology. We talk about how could you set yourself up better for a situation like this in the future so that when push comes to shove, you can be offensive and you can be the guy when stocks go on a discount that is putting money into the market. How could you set yourself up for the next pandemic to make sure that you are indispensable in your business or maybe even find a new field, a new opportunity for work, something that you might love? If you guys got laid off and you don't look at that as a little bit of an opportunity, I don't know what it is an opportunity for. It might be an opportunity for you to have a a new opportunity in a new work setting or a new employer. It might be an opportunity for you to maybe take your professional life a little bit less seriously because you know in the future at any given moment that next company might lay you off. And it might cause you to maybe look at your industry and realize, you know what? I have a friend. So I'll tell you guys a story. I have a friend who's a pilot and he I'm not sure if I told this this story last podcast. I don't I don't want to double tell a story. But anyway, my friend, I'll, I'll tell the quick version. He's a pilot and he got laid off and he flies for a private jet company. And, you know, he's making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. And he spent a lot of money to go through the education to be a pilot. If you pay your own way for that, it's very expensive. And so he thinks in this track, he thinks in this mindset of I'm a pilot. That's what I do for a living. And he never thought about anything else. He never thought about anything in the future. He never thought about a pandemic, just like a lot of people. But when he called me and he started talking to me about what he should do and started, you know, talking about unemployment and all these different things, it's not going to cover his expenses, not going to do this, not going to do that. I go, first of all, if you're making $200,000 a year and you aren't in a position that, that you've, you know, saved some money on the side, that's a different conversation that we need to talk about from a financial health perspective. Secondly, If you weren't honestly looking at your profession and realizing that there's a near future where, you know, planes are going to fly themselves like planes already fly themselves. The almost the entire military is is drones now, like fighter pilots don't go out. Bombers don't really go out anymore. Everything is drones. And if that's the way the military is going to go, why? And planes can already fly themselves. Why are we still having humans fly planes? Like it, there's, and maybe we're not all the way there yet. Just like Tesla, you know, everybody's still a little skittish with maybe having a self-driving car, but they're the ones that are driving the car. Literally, if you flew on a drone plane, you, you, you wouldn't even know. You don't really ever see the pilot. They're just locked in the cockpit. What's flying the plane? You actually don't know. And it really wouldn't matter to you, right? I get from A to B, everything's safe. We're fine. And there's probably some statistics and data. And I'm sure at some point you're going to overwhelm the, um, you know, the percentage of error. You're going to take that away and it's going to be eclipsed by a computer doing it for you. And so you have this conversation with them. Have you even thought about that? What were you going to do? You might be three years away from not even having a career field anymore. So pandemic or not, it might have gone that way anyway. What were you going to do? And you could tell there's this pause and he'd never taken time to think about it. And I told him that's the opportunity. That's the opportunity that this situation has given to you, has blessed you with. You should be so thankful that this happened to you at this time in your life when you're 33 years old. Got lots of time to just completely reposition and build a different skill set and learn something new. You can go back and be a pilot if you want to. It's good money. It's a great job. There's nothing wrong with it. But 
you better start taking your own personal finances a little bit more seriously so that you're a little bit more secure if and when they say, hey, guess what? We figured out these drones can fly, the, fly these uh, planes and we can save like $26.5 million per year in payroll by not having any pilots. So you're fired. That's going to happen. And if this wouldn't have happened, you would have been totally blindsided by that. It would have caught you off guard and you might have been 41 or 42 years old with two kids on their way to college and you got to pay two tuitions. What were you going to do? Now you have this opportunity. You can spend and save for 10 or 12 years on a new education and use pilot and that income uh, to, to stash money away and to start being smarter with your spending. Maybe downsize your house, downsize your cars, put yourself in an opportunity where at 42 or 43, you can comfortably pay the tuitions out of money that you already have that's already invested properly. And you can maybe look at going back to school and learning something new. And these are the opportunities like that's being offensive. That's using this time productively to set yourself up for a better future. And that's what we talk about when we talk about on this podcast for development. Don't waste this time. When things start ticking again, they're actually going to be more time consuming. They're going to be harder. We got word yesterday that the gym might be open on May 1st. And I had this moment and I go, okay, I've already started thinking about it. Think about how much has to be different when we open the gym. I know everybody's excited to come back and I'm super excited for you guys to come back too, but things have to be different. And I have to completely rethink all of our processes, everything that we do, how we coach, how we clean our schedule, our coaching schedule, everything. What an opportunity for me to have the time to do that. We'd have the time to sit here and have hours of conversation with my wife about what we want our future to look like. Walk her through our finances. Let her know that we're going to be okay. Talk through what would happen if the worst came. What would we do? Where would we go? What does that mean for what we actually want? Should we think about maybe looking into some of these different things? Should we maybe travel more? And how do we do those things? And we've had a lot of fruit come out of those conversations just in our relationship. And there's going to be a lot of fruit. Man, uh, you guys are going to shit a brick when you walk into uh, the Dublin facility again. Um you know, it, it's it's okay to tell you now we're not going to be doing a, a, an unveiling or anything on social media. We're not going to walk you through the process. But, um, you know, we we were really challenged uh, with doing a facelift for the Dublin facility. You know, we've been there for coming up on uh, just over for 10 years, I think, in November. And that facility it really was getting worn down. Um, you know, it's a, we're, we're, we are hard on that facility. You guys come in, you sweat, you work hard. Um, you know, you bleed, you punch holes in wall, uh, holes in walls, you know, there's golden bear and I think maybe Haley and there's, there's barbells that have gone through the walls and they all have a story. And, um, you know, we used to have people sign their names on the holes in the wall that they would put them in. And, you know, we were kids and it was fun, um, to have our own, place, uh, to feel safe and be kids, I guess, for lack of a better word, have fun, right? Like I didn't want an office. I didn't want a house that was like, um, it was so nice that you couldn't break it. Um, I wanted people to feel like they were comfortable to, to do what they wanted to do. 
and uh, and that ideology over uh, ten years with the way that we use our facility has has taken its toll. And so, you know, we were racking our brains around this. How are we going to do this? And we were going to have to potentially shut down in the middle of summer, in the middle of you know next holiday season. How are we going to do this? And we we were saving money, and we were you know we we prepped for all of this. And but but it was really hard to figure out how, when, what. And then this happens. Grant and I got on a phone call and I said, are we okay financially? And he said, here's what our choice is right now, right? We can pay the coaches hundred percent or we can do the um, renovations. I said, well, that's a no brainer. Obviously we got to take care of our people. Hung up the phone, talked again a couple weeks later. Do you see there's this new thing called the PPP? It's going to help small businesses out. And Grant said, I'll apply. We'll get it set. And if we get that, then we can do both. We can pay our coaches fully and we can give our facility the facelift with the savings that we've got. I said, that's awesome. All right, let's do it. So we got our PPP. Thank God. Uh, There's some very big stressful days around that. And, you know, Grant and I have talked, uh, you know, three, four, five times a day, every day. And I'm thankful that he's feeling a lot better. Um, you know, we had, he gave us a little scare there for a little bit, um, but he's feeling much better. And, you know, the, the partnership that we've had, um, you know, in, in great times, I'm thankful for. And in times like this, um, we could not have gotten everything done that we have uh, without Grant, uh, without the coaching staff, without everybody being a team. Um, and you guys won't quite know it until you see it. Um, but we are going to be able to open with our full staff. We are going, uh, it's, things will be different. Like, don't get me wrong, right? Like we're going to have to very harshly limit class times. At first, it might just be personal training, small group stuff. And then we uh, might be able to limit class sizes and do more classes, do like a, you know, a six, eight, 10, 12 uh, throughout the day and, and have everybody register for, for the people who are still, um, you know, able to pay. And, and it's going to be different, but we are going to be able to open with the full staff who has received their paychecks, any benefits that they get um, with our facility completely remodeled and overhauled. Both facilities are are going to be beautiful and um, new and fresh and clean and optimized uh, for how we want to move forward in the future. And Grant, uh, Grant did all of the things to make sure that we were in the right situation financially for this. Um, um, he's been instrumental from every step <laughs> since the get go. Um, I, I could do 50 podcasts uh, that are an hour long, just praising him and the partnership that we've been able to have. And I am extremely thankful for him during this. Um, and, and I can't understate that enough. And as much so for the coaches and you guys, um, honestly, we had a, um, an outpouring of gratitude, man, I don't even know how to put it. Um, you know, and I get choked up talking about it, but, uh, the amount of people who stuck with us and, um, you know, honestly, even the people who, who weren't able to stick with us, um, just, I understand the situation that you are in. I understand how hard it can be to lose a job or get downsized or have your spouse lose a job and have a couple of kids. I get it. Um, you know, I do. And, um, my brother and I have been talking a lot and he's a single parent and, um, just talking with my parents and with him trying to navigate school and being home. Like I got it. And I, you know, 
I'm just so thankful that the people who were able to continue getting a paycheck were able to continue to support us and that we're going to be able to make it through this and continue on and be that amazing, energetic, you know, the summer's going to come, that sunlight, you know, the sunset is going to be going down on the back grass uh, in both facilities. The back grass is going to get the sunset for the day and it's going to be, there's going to be energy and there's going to be effort and it's going to feel great and it's going to be the summertime. We're going to get outdoor workouts in. It's going to be incredible. Um, And so to be able to come back to that with a fresh start and a clean slate, and uh, everything new and updated and all that stuff. Um, I'm just really excited about our prospects kind of moving forward. Um, but those are those are all things that happened because our team, our staff, myself, Grant, um, you know, the workers, Sean, uh, everybody who's a part of that team and everybody who stayed with us, they stayed offensive. They stayed objectively looking at the situation and saying, I can't control so much of this, but here's what I can control. I know that I love friendship. I'm going to keep paying my membership. The coaches were, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep getting a paycheck, but I am going to work my butt off to make sure that the people that I care about and that I coach continue to get what they deserve continue to get classes and, you know, uh, kudos to Liz here uh, for you guys. Cause, um, Liz and there are multiple people, Liz really more than others. I mean, she just fought and fought and fought and wakes up at 6am and coaches the live classes and just continue to fight to, for us to do more, like, let's do more. Let's do this. Let's run a live class. Let's do this social outing. Let's do, um, and just more, 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 more. Um, and just hearing that and seeing that pressure come from the coaches, um, you know, it, it pushed it pushed me. It pushed me outside of what I thought we were maybe going to be capable of. And it was really hard to make those decisions without knowing if we were going to be able to continue to pay people because we pay people at the end of the month and we weren't sure where we were going to be at. But they didn't care. You know, um, we made promises to them and Grant and I agreed, you know, we're willing to come out of our own personal pockets, cut our salaries down to zero to make sure that that stuff happened. And I think that there was a trust inherent from those guys that we weren't going to let them down. And that's what allowed us to be offensive. And so I hope that you guys are taking this time to find ways to be offensive. And I can list off a bunch of them here. Um, but you know, some of the ones I think are the biggest keys are where, where are you feeling like you're hurt right now? Where's the pain, right? Uh, are you not able to eat healthier? Are you not able to get up off the couch? Are you not hitting workouts like you like to? Do you feel a void from an interpersonal standpoint? Do you not feel like you're supported or you're loved? Do you miss, you know, hugs and the kisses and some of those things? Do you miss, um, you know, or do you not feel safe financially? Is that scare you? Start listening to those things. Pay attention to them and fix them. Start writing down, like just write down. And I'm just going to take finances because I know it's one that's hitting a lot of people right hard, really hard right now. If you're not where you want to be financially, I, I, I am close to where I want to be, um, you know, financially going into this. And I put a lot of work and effort into educating myself with this, training other people, training Maria. And we worked like hell to make sure that her student loans were paid off, that her car was paid off, that my car was paid off, that her house was paid off. Like we worked really, really hard to try to make sure that we did those things as best we could. And those things allowed us to be uh, a little bit more comfortable at this point, uh, when this stuff came up 
And I still got on and I wrote down the position that I wish I was in. Where did I wish I was when we went into this crisis? If I was here, I would have had no worries. I would have not stressed. I wouldn't have lost sleep. I wouldn't have struggled. I wouldn't have had to cancel anything. I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have done that. And I did it for the business and I did it for my personal. And some of that required some education. I had to go on and I had to start looking at, start studying companies and, and how they store cash. And, um, you know, can't, could, do we need to have a bigger burn rate? Um, you know, some of, some of those things that I had never really looked into too much before, never had a need to. And I had to educate myself on that. And we could have done better. And we will. <laughs> like coming out of this, we will 100%. Um, we've had these conversations and, and the business will be better. And the personal end, I already know, uh, you know, things that we bought that maybe we didn't need to and decisions that we made that maybe we didn't have to. And, you know, I had, I had told Marie a long time ago, you know, if we stayed in the condo for another maybe three years, we could have had it almost completely paid off. I think we would have had it completely paid off and we would have almost no expenses and, you know, the utilities, the upkeep was super, super low and easy. Um, and we would have been financially very close to being completely financially independent when we were, you know, at the time it probably would have been 33 or 34. Actually, no, it would have been right about now. Um, and, or, you know, we could jump on this opportunity to have this sort of dream house that we really wanted. Well, dream, dream, uh, dream property. <laughs> the house itself is not, not a dream, but the, uh, the property is. And so we decided that we, you know, we made that decision and honestly, like, I, I don't regret that. Um, you know, it's a, but I do wish that, you know, if we had done a couple of those things, we would have been a little bit in a better uh, position going into this. And that would have allowed us to be a little bit more offensive with maybe, um, you know, not feel like we had to worry too much about the business or not worry about just taking my salary and her salary down to zero, not worry about benefits, not worry about anything like that. And we could maybe be a little bit more offensive with putting money into stocks and, um, you know, making those decisions with um, a little bit better place and um, a little bit more confidently. And so that was, I, that was something I wish that we would have done a better job of. So I wrote that stuff down and I, we're kind of doing that all the way across the board, all the conversations that we had. I'm just kind of taking notes, right? What did we talk about when we were 35 years old during uh, the coronavirus crisis? What did we talk about as a couple? Um, you know, what did we say that we wanted to do if, you know, everything just completely tanked and, you know, we lost the business and we went bankrupt because we couldn't pay the mortgages on the buildings and we played through the full scenario. What were we going to do and write those things down? Why, why did we say that that was something that we were interested in? What was appealing about that? You know, do we, did we talk about the, you know, the cold weather and beaches or did we talk, you know, more about, um, you know, our day-to-day -day lives and what our morning routines were and our, what was best with our, our animals and if we wanted kids and all this different stuff. So, um, you know, that's where you can be offensive is just thinking about those individual little pieces of the puzzle and feel where you don't feel great right now. You know, and my guess is probably everybody doesn't feel great about something right now. And, you know, an, an easy one that I can point to is I think a lot of parents feel really unprepared on how to teach their kids or how to homeschool. Um, you know, and that might be a frustration more with the school system than it is with your kids or with education generally. Maybe if you were free from what the school was trying to tell you to teach or the, the holes, you know, the things that they were trying to put you in, maybe you would feel a little better about it. 
And maybe that means that you should maybe look into some degree of homeschooling or maybe a different school for your kid. Maybe looking into a STEM school or looking into some degree of a private school that's a little bit different, maybe operates a little bit different. Um, You know, is that pain point something that you wish that you were prepared for? How could you have been better prepared? You know, do you feel like you're fighting a lot with your spouse and why? And what are the, what are those frustrations surrounding? And have you guys communicated about that stuff? How could you have been better prepared for that coming into this? So I think there's a lot of different ways. And, and you know, my, my train of thought with this, guys, is uh, think through everything. Use the time to think through stuff and be, just be more, you know, just like dialed in passionate, energetic about, about being offensive. Um, you know, I think most of us are just, we are, we are gifted. We are blessed with the luxury of discipline, hard work and health. And with that combination of things, like right now you are one of the richest people in the world. You live in a first world country that is, that is able to bail people out and keep our way of life going. And, you know, we are very lucky for that. And, you know, the stuff that we're bitching about maybe isn't things that we should be bitching about because if this stuff happened in a different era, we'd be bitching about totally different stuff. And we're just, and if you're listening to this, you're probably a pretty dialed in person. You're probably pretty healthy. You probably don't feel overly scared that the coronavirus is going to kill you. Um, and that in and of itself means that you are elite and you should know that. And that's, that's awesome because you've worked hard for that. And as you guys move forward into the future, um, you know, what does a developed version of you look like during the next lockdown? Let's say this comes back, you know, maybe not, maybe not this year. And, you know, there's all these different opinions and thoughts and don't worry yourself too much with that stuff. But what if this comes back, you know, two years from now, we have to shut down. It's three or four weeks again. Where do you wish you are then? You know, what does your job look different? Does your relationship look different? Does your financial situation look different? Do you have this huge, you know, capacity of health built up to where if you aren't able to work out, you know, super consistently for a month, it's not going to kill you. Like it's, it's not the end of the world because you've worked out like a fiend and eaten healthy for 10 years. That's where I am. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm only working out maybe three, four days a week and they're, they're short. They're, they're the daily Metcons, you know, 10 minutes here, you know, 15 minutes there, five minutes here. And I do about three or four of them a week. I'm not prioritizing it. I feel no pressure. I feel no worries about my own health and wellness. I feel no worries about any of that kind of stuff. My performance isn't going to drop off. None of that stuff's going to get worse. Like it, it feels good to work out. And when it feels good to work out, I work out. And when I've got other stuff going on or I'm reading or I'm, you know, working on the business stuff, I'm doing that stuff and I don't feel bad about it. And that's the one area for me that's, that's fine. It, I did exactly what I would have wanted to do. I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change a thing with how I'm working out during this. And I wouldn't change a thing how I worked out going into it. And I won't change a thing when I come out of it because I feel super dialed in with that stuff. So there's none of my notes, none of my notepad, none of my big journal. None of this stuff has anything to do with, uh, with working out, which is awesome. Or, you know, maybe a little bit on nutrition. I, I went, I went off the deep end for my birthday. Um, and thank you for everyone who, who brought me something, but, um, you know, outside of that, I mean, we're pretty dialed in with nutrition too. And so th- that's such a huge sigh of relief, isn't it? 
like these two huge components that we know so many people in the world are struggling with. So many people are terrified of this disease because they have four and five chronic disease things instead of getting off their butt and, and just working like hell to be one of those people who loses 30, 40 pounds during this and loses five, 6% body fat gets off the need for prescription drugs, dials in their blood pressure, gets off their diabetes medication and just kills it. Instead of being that person, they just sit around and feel sorry for themselves and are maybe just terrified that they're going to get the disease instead of working towards being the future version that never has to worry about anything like this again. That should be the goal. It's insane to me that that's not the reaction of people like literally I'm racking my brain as to why that's not the way that people are. I cannot grasp it. And again, it just comes down to choices and decisions. I think if you get used to making the lazy, easy choice and decision and uh, and that's your default mode, you're going to come out of this no different than you went into it. And you're going to go into the next one no different than you went into this one. And man, that should terrify the hell out of you. Because if you don't develop between now and then, whenever then is, then you're just destined to continue feeling that same degree of pain. And it's hard to feel sorry for people like that, you know, and, and those are the difficult conversations right now is, you know, you, you have to say these things, somebody in the, in the political realm or somebody with a platform has to come out and say, guys, listen, so many Americans and Italians are dying because there is an obesity problem. And this, at an uncommon level, kills obese people more than it kills non-obese people. And that's what this is. And everyone's talking about, oh, it's, you know, can, you know, the president was asked the other day, oh, can you talk about, um, you know, minorities and how this is hitting the Latino and Native American and African American communities more? And they're, they're asking the question because they want the answer to be politicized. They want it to be something where, oh, they're not getting the aid that they need or they're not getting this or they're not getting that. It's because generally those groups of people, minorities, have a higher rate of diabetes, and there's a million reasons why that stuff has happened. And I agree that a lot of it is cultural and a lot of it is our society and a lot of it is our politics. But at the end of the day, each one of those people control their own individual destiny. And somebody has to come out and say, guys, listen, we have to take our health more seriously as a community. This would not have been near as big of a deal. And you're going to be able to do the math on the back end. You're going to be able to say this many people who died from coronavirus had chronic diseases of those diseases. This percentage would have been cured in, you know, whatever amount of time based on lifestyle improvements. Right. If it's you know blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, some of these things, these are lifestyle diseases. And if we were at 20 percent obesity instead of 50 percent obesity, we would have seen this many less deaths. It would be a less big deal. And if we saw less deaths and we saw less hospitalizations and we saw less problems, maybe we wouldn't have had to shut the economy down. Maybe everybody wouldn't have had to get bailed out. Maybe this, maybe that, maybe this, maybe that. And so, man, I, you hope that there's this call to arms, this big, excited, you've got to get off your butt and you've got to start taking care of yourself. 
I, you know, the, the realist in me is, is, is pessimistic about that. I don't think that that's going to be the conversation because I don't think it's sexy politically. It's the same reason we've talked about the Democrats this year and everybody looked through the primaries there there. It's just healthcare. It's a conversation about healthcare, 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 the healthcare system needs to be fixed. Well, the biggest thing that would help that would cure the healthcare system is to not have so much need for such a robust healthcare system, not have so many sick people. And the sooner that we can start to get there. And obviously, you know, I just had this, like I said, I just got off this podcast and where you're talking about business. And when you talk about the business end of things and he's a business consultant, you know, you, you, you lose this, this is lost, right? We're talking about numbers, we're talking about, um, you know, best business practices and stuff. This stuff is lost, right? Where at the end of the day, this is what it's about developing people as humans, getting people to be not sick. That's it. Like, that's what I want to do. That's what I believe in. That's it. Like, that's the mission. Like, that should be all of our missions. That should be every single person. You should just be on a mission to get the people in your life and your family not sick. Just, we, we've got to cut this shit out. Everybody's so soft about it. And everybody is just dancing around the problem. And nobody's just looking people in the face and be like, you're sick. We have to, we have to, you have to help yourself. You have to start taking care of yourself. You have to start looking at your lifestyle as a problem. We have to start putting facilities and people in positions to be able to help. And you, if you're listening to this, you are in a position to help somebody. And you have to help yourself and you have to help other people. And so, um, you know, I'm fired up about the future. I'm sure as you guys can tell for a lot of different reasons, I'm fired up about our team. I'm fired up about our facilities. I'm fired up about the opportunity that we have to help people. And I think we are more set up for it now than ever. And all I hope is that there's this just big called arms, you know, from, from everybody in our society about it. Um, but I don't know. Time will tell. So I hope this podcast finds you guys doing well. And, um, you know, I love you guys and I appreciate you guys trying to develop yourselves. I appreciate you guys being the type of person that does work hard and is disciplined to try to help themselves. And as a byproduct, you are helping everybody else right now by being somebody who's not sick and not at risk of going to the ICU for the most part. Now, granted, some, some people listening to this aren't going to fall in that boat and I get that. Um, but you're working on it and that's it. That's all it is. You're working on it. And that's enough because so many people aren't even willing to just do that. And I love you guys for working on it because it's not easy. It's not simple. It's not default. And that's testament by the majority of people who aren't doing it. So hope you guys are, are surviving and thriving and being offensive and just I mean, like, I hope you guys are crushing it. Like, I mean, that's what I hope. I hope you guys are getting like as many workouts as you want. I hope you guys are eating healthier, like looking at yourself in the mirror, getting time outside. You're like, oh, dang, I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. I, I've, I've been sleeping eight or nine hours every night. And I'm, I'm just like, I'm getting it. I'm spending all this time with my family. I love my kids. Like, I hope you guys are just fired up like that. That's what I hope for you guys. And if you're not there, let's start paying attention to where we aren't. And let's start paying attention to the pain a little bit. Let's start having those conversations either with ourselves and with our journal or with our spouses or with our kids. And let's start dialing in why. And let's start attacking that thing. Let's start getting offensive with this. So love you guys. Let's have a great day and uh, enjoy your weekend. <laughs>